0: Friends, welcome to Nathan for Us, a Nathan for You podcast. My name is Kelly. And hi, I'm Megan. Today we are covering episode two of Nathan for You. This one is called Santa slash Petting Zoo. I do like how direct and straightforward the episode titles are. Oh yeah, it fully is just like, hey, this is what you're getting into. It's very easy for notes. It makes it very easy to, to organize And I don't know, maybe you had a traumatic incident at a petting zoo and you don't want to watch this one. You can just skip that. It's perfect.
1: Yeah, very easy. So for anyone out there who's afraid of petting zoos, uh, this is not the episode for you. Or perhaps Santa. That's also true. I bet if you did a survey that more people have issues with Santa than petting zoos. I mean, Santa's pretty creepy. I was going to say, maybe not. Maybe people think that petting zoos are unethical.
0: Yeah, I think ethically petting zoos are pretty bad, but I mean, Santa is scary. I don't know. I've never been afraid of Santa. I don't, I don't know r- if anyone else has. Do What you know about anyone? Krampus?
1: <laughs> I've only seen Krampus through the eyes of the office, so I find it quite delightful. Did your parents do anything to convince you Santa was real when you were
0: little? Oh my god, my mom was so into convincing me that Santa was real. Tell me more. Tell me everything. So I remember one year she had gotten me a guinea pig for Christmas, and she set up little like fake printed out paw prints through our house that I had to follow <laughs> to go get the guinea pig. Is that the guinea pig you had in university briefly? Or no, you had a no, hamster? that was a hamster. That was Alejandro the hamster. But how about you? Um, It was more me
1: kind of instructing my mom on things, I would say. Like, for example, the, I grew up in a townhouse and we didn't have a chimney. And so I was very concerned that Santa wouldn't be able to come in and give us presents. And so I told my mom that we needed to make a really big sign and put it in the front yard that said that, not to worry, our front door is unlocked and he can come on in. And so my mom was like, oh, okay, (laughs) sure, small child, I'll totally leave this sign out saying our front door (laughs) is unlocked. But I remember that we made that sign. And then just random things. Um, My mom also wrote like handwritten notes from the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy. I think my mom did that too. Yeah. As we got older, I realized that they were all the same handwriting, but i wasn't that clever at first my mom also left things like big boots at the front which is it's now obvious that
0: like santa claus would not leave his
1: boots he needs those
0: i mean maybe he just doesn't want to track like snow into the house that's very sweet i love that but yeah do you want to
1: pop in about the actual episode and tell us a little bit about james bailey professional santa
0: Yes, so we open the episode with Nathan saying under this man's clothes is a huge gift from God, which is very ominous and, you know, you're kind of thinking to yourself, where is this going? And of course, the answer is that he has the perfect body to play Santa Claus. He is 6'4 and over 300 pounds. Do you know any professional Santa Clauses? I do not, do
1: you? I technically know two. Whoa. So I use... Yeah. I mean, one of them, there's a huge asterisk, as in my dad, who's a stuntman, played the Santa Claus when he fell off the roof in the movie. He's not really a professional Santa Claus. He was once a professional Santa Claus for he was like that the one movie. Santa Claus. <laughs> he's the Santa Claus that dies and nobody cares that he's dead. <laughs> so my dad is Italian and quite thin. I think like a, a fit... Uh, human as he does stunts. And so he has, I would say, not a Santa Claus bod, but is very easy to transform into Santa Claus if required for, for a movie. So I don't think a real Santa Claus needs to look like Santa Claus every day. Now, the other person I know who is a professional Santa Claus I met because I designed escape rooms for a few years and we did a Christmas themed room every year. And one year we decided to have an in-game actor. So there was a Santa Claus, and he actually played Santa Claus in other things outside of our escape room. So he'd go do parties, he'd go to the mall, things like that, and he would actually try to look like Santa Claus in his real life. So he would dye his beard and his hair white, he wore a suit, things like that. So I guess all that was to say, I think you can get away with it whether you look like Santa Claus every day or not.
0: So you don't think that what James says, which is uh, you can either choose to live longer or die young and be Santa Claus. You don't think that that rings true? (laughs) Fake news. I don't think, especially when they're
1: saying that it's such a seasonal job, you don't need to look like Santa Claus every day of the year. In fact, it's probably best if you don't.
0: Yeah, and the actual, one of the other quotes in the episode is that in the summer, Santa becomes a homeless person, which I thought was, uh... Very, very odd quote, but here we are. Yeah, hopefully not. I
1: hope he does have a home the rest of the year. And I I would hope that he would find other employment um, during the other days of the year. I think that the one Santa Claus I know, he has um, a little food stand that he runs throughout the summer months.
0: Nice. I was going to say as well, (laughs) do we think that we need to rebrand from like a dad bod to calling it like a Santa bod? Santa bod is just a festive dad bod, I
1: think. That's a great point. Yeah, I, I think I think it's a solid rebranding and I think we should use it in winter months.
0: Yeah, we're I think we're I, a body positive podcast. Um, so when we open up the case for this one, we see that it is case 036. And there's a couple other things on our little case file that pops up that we are so familiar with at this point. One of them is a little business card. Did you happen to notice what James's email was on the business card? No, I didn't.
1: What What is it? It's... C- should Should we email him?
0: Uh, that's exactly where I'm going, and I'm wondering if we should try it out. But so his email is james at santa.biz. Well, I think we should at least send out an email. But after we learn a few other
1: things about him, uh, I'm, not, I'm not so sure if we want a response.
0: So the plan is that they're going to offer discount photos with Santa Claus in the summer. Because obviously... Being a Santa is quite a seasonal role, but Nathan figures, you know, we can set up a Santa stand in the mall during the summer months, people can get their pictures taken, they don't have to wait in line, and we can just charge them less money. I think this is a good idea. I also do, and it's actually not that off the wall. Like I think normally the ideas are a little bit crazier, though this one does pretty quickly become uh, a little unhinged.
1: Well, I think that's part of the reason, I guess we can discuss a little bit about what happens first, but I think part of the reason that Nathan went into it is because this is actually a pretty good idea that would probably work. And so I think they needed to throw a little bit more story into it. So we find that South Bay Pavilion Mall is willing to let James and Nathan put up a stand where they do summer um, Christmas photos. So Sweeney Montanola does a background check on all employees heading to the mall and they find that James has an old DUI. Um, He has a misdemeanor for it and therefore they do not want him to be allowed to come to the mall anymore. So at this point, They could have gone to find a different mall. They could have set up um, their own stand somewhere else. And I think they could have still run through this idea and been successful with it. But I think for the entertainment of the show, Nathan decides that he and um, James and and the rest of their employees are going to sneak into the mall and set up the Santa photograph booth.
0: After Nathan says that, essentially, James has this DUI and won't be able to work, he also states that he knew that James was a little bit different throughout the process of filming this episode. And we immediately see a shot of James holding a Smith & Wesson 500 revolver, and it is very large, Yeah, so they go through a montage of seven guns, which is a
1: lot. Did you get the names of all of them?
0: I did not, but there was an AK-47. There was a lot of just uh, different guns, and one of them is also loaded while they're filming. Yeah, so he's just showing them off, you know, casually has them in his
1: closet. I um, do not own any guns as I assume you also do not own any guns. So I think it's just surprising for us anytime someone has, like,
0: seven guns in their closet. Yeah, it's uh, especially someone who is a professional Santa, I just think that normally I would not personally imagine Santa having seven guns in his closet. Maybe they're gifts. He's just holding them there. Oh, gosh. I hope he's not giving someone a loaded gun (laughs) for Christmas. Maybe it's what they wanted. (laughs) You'll shoot your eye out, kid. So Nathan decides that
1: he's not going to tell James that they are not allowed to go to the mall. He thinks James is a really good guy and that it was so long ago and he thinks he's really sweet. And when he goes to tell James the news, he finds that he just can't. So instead he lies to James. He says that everything is set up. They're ready to go. Uh, Sweeney has allowed them to go and set up at the mall. And he's so excited about this idea. He's trying to pitch more ideas to make it even more successful by having a printing booth right there so people can get their photos immediately and Nathan just kind of bites his tongue and says alright we're going to go on August 2nd set all this up
0: Yeah. so they rent a bunch of holiday themed regalia that they're going to set up in the mall it actually looks pretty good when they get it all in there and Nathan tells us essentially the plan is they're just hoping to do 30 minutes of pictures before anyone notices that they're not actually allowed to be there they set it all up, and they're kind of walking around, going up to random customers who are sitting in the food court, asking if they want to take a picture with Santa at a discounted rate of $5. And it looks like they get maybe one customer. Yeah, they get caught pretty quickly. Very, very quickly. One of the security guards pretty much approaches Nathan within the first couple minutes and asks him what he's doing there. And Nathan responds, well, I'm just an elf. <laughs> good defense, good defense. Yeah, I think he played it pretty cool. Um, And pretty quickly, everyone gets into a bit of an altercation. James specifically gets into a verbal altercation with security and says, you've never messed with Santa, have you? Which is a fantastic line that should be written into every holiday horror movie from now on. Yeah,
1: to which the security guard yells back, I make nine bucks an hour, let's go.
0: Which is... Also fantastic. You really can't write this exchange.
1: Yeah, no, it was pretty great. Um, between the security guard and Santa, Santa would have for sure won, right?
0: Oh, 100%. He's th- over 300 pounds and 6'4". He's taking on that $9 an hour security guard for sure. Yeah, the security guard was
1: pretty short. He didn't seem very strong, um, so I think it, it's it's probably good that that James decided to back down. Now um, Nathan, before they went in to set everything up, had just kind of pulled James aside for a second and said, "You know, if anything goes wrong and we need to walk away and leave, um, I'm going to give you a code word. Do you remember what that code word is?" Yeah, he was going to say abort. Yeah, so he said, "If you if I ever look at you and say abort, we just walk to the exit and leave." And James. Was like, oh, okay. So I think after all this is happening, he realized why uh, Nathan had their code word aboard to leave.
0: Yeah, and Nathan does end up getting into a bit of a longer fight with the security guard because the security guard is swearing at him, and Nathan's telling him, you know, you can't swear. There's a bunch of kids here. Like, what are you doing, sir? And which fair? Fair. Totally fair. They also leave and then go back into the mall a couple of times. And there's a couple scenes where Nathan is holding a giant candy cane. I assume it's like a light or something. And kind of trying to herd away the security guards, which is just a great visual because he's also dressed as an elf. Yeah, this is infinitely more
1: entertaining than if they had just gone into a mall that was perfectly fine with their setup and let them take some photos, uh, have a great day, and then just be on their way.
0: Yeah, and in the end, we learn an important lesson because Nathan outside is talking to James and he basically says, you know, I don't think that your one small minor DUI should discount you from being able to come to the mall and work. So I really appreciate that. You know, Nathan believes in human rights, and I think that we can all learn something from that episode. Yeah, and they end it by saying, Merry Christmas, bro. Yeah, Merry Summer Christmas. Merry Summer Christmas. Overall, I think this is a pretty good little idea that Nathan had here. I think it could actually be successful if it was implemented in you know a way that the mall had allowed.
1: Yeah, this definitely would have gone over well, especially if they did a little bit of advertising for it and they had little kids. I think it's very easy to pitch that Santa wants to hear what you'd like for Christmas ahead of time.
0: Yeah, and I did look up the mall just a little bit to see what's going on with them. Um, I had noticed in one of the scenes with Sweeney that they had a big sign that said something about, like, their VIP, like, sign up for our VIP. And I was like, what kind of a mall has, like, a VIP point system? That's bizarre. So I went online to do some research. I could find absolutely nothing about it, unfortunately. However, I am happy to report that the mall is currently running live Zumba classes every day that you can watch virtually. Oh, very fun.
1: I don't know how much money the, whole, the mall would actually make from that, but... Probably the best you can do right now. Yeah, good for them. Maybe they should have someone with a GoPro just, like, walking around the mall by themselves. You can tune in and go window shopping.
0: Oh, yeah, like, you basically are just virtually shopping. Yeah, just here. Let's, let's show you what's in the windows of these shops. So our next segment that comes up is kind of one of these weird side stories that Nathan for you likes to throw in. And essentially, it is Nathan talking about how he would like to try and prevent people from going down a path of crime. And he's specifically talking about graffiti artists. He thinks that if you're a graffiti artist, that you are automatically going to head down a bad path and commit other worse crimes later on. Yeah. So
1: I think that this is a great plan. He wants to catch someone. So he makes a series of posters That he initially uses to test out which poster should be the one he sets up with a camera on it so he has a few which we'll go through now and you can let me know which tip you think is the best business tip so we have every penny counts safety first tie your shoelaces dream big risk equals reward be flexible
0: and stand up to the big guys so My favorite, like, visual one, I think, is the tiger shoelaces. So kind of the joke here is that all of these pictures show Nathan in vaguely suggestive positions, where if you were looking at it, you'd be like, oh, if I drew a dick there, it would be very funny.
1: Yeah. A lot of it is kind of asking for it in his poses um, and the way he stands. Do you have a favorite of the business tips we see? I kind of like safety first. Tie your shoelaces. It's something that can apply to everyone and you can change today. Yeah, it's very easy to fix as well. So Nathan makes these series of posters. He puts them all around town to see which ones end up having any graffiti on them two of these do we get dream big which is nathan standing in the shower pretending to hold a microphone and then we have stand up to the big guys so here nathan is in between two um businessmen who get cut off at the head and he is at about hip height looking up to them shaking his fists up to the sky so there's an opportunity for uh two drawn additions to get added to this poster and um, Nathan ultimately decides that he wants to choose stand-up to the big guys.
0: Yes, so his plan here is that he's going to put stand-up to the big guys up on a wall. He's going to put a camera facing the poster so that he can watch and catch someone in the act of actually vandalizing it. And he also tapes a pen to the poster and slaps a sticker on it that says, Do not draw penises on this. Clearly this didn't work. I mean, I'm surprised, truly. Wouldn't you listen to a sticker? I don't know. I think I would.
1: I think if something is blatantly telling me not to do something, I probably wouldn't do it. Fair enough. But I mean, if you do
0: it, you end up on this show.
1: If I had known that, I would have gone running. I don't think I qualify as a teenager, though, a troubled teen.
0: Unfortunately.
1: So this is where Nathan sets up a camera and they decide to go... Do another segment and check back in on this but we're just going to finish this segment off before we continue
0: yeah so after a few hours a vandal does go to deface the poster so nathan approaches them and says that he's doing a new show called teen street and it's going to be about cool teens yeah so clearly kyle 19
1: uh must be a cool teen because he's vandalizing this poster So Nathan naturally wants him to be the star of this video. They spend the rest of the day going around town filming segments. Um, Some of my favorite lines from Kyle are, he looks at the camera and says, the thing he is most proud of is that he makes a shit ton of money. No regrets. And then he also says, you got to love your mom. If you don't go fuck yourself. (laughs) I was like, whoa, Kyle 19. (laughs) Truly words to live by from Kyle out here. Really aggressive. Uh, He's also, like, covered in tattoos, and I want to know how he makes all this money, or maybe he thinks the show is going to take off and make a lot of money. I don't know.
0: He's a very compelling character, and I I wish we got more from him. When he's showing off his tattoos, they have a little icon that says Tattoo Avenue, which is very funny as well. And he shows off a tattoo of a woman, and they play, like, a moaning noise, and he says, This is the only woman who doesn't complain to me. Yeah,
1: Kyle is a big personality, and I think they did an excellent job finding him using this poster, actually. I would say that so far this is, like, really successful.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping that this was real, like, that they actually did do the poster thing and find him through that, because he's he's fantastic. Yeah, he's
1: casting gold. And we do see him come back in a future episode, which I'm very excited for when we get there. Yes. But essentially all of this filming and all this going around town is all a ploy to get Kyle to bring Nathan and the crew back to his house so that they can confront his parents. Now, Nathan does this by telling Kyle that he wants to do a crib tour. So they go back to his house and this is where we meet Kyle's mother. And Nathan is showing Kyle's mom the drawings he did on the poster. At first, she thinks it's really funny, which I don't know if my parents would have found it funny, but uh, she did, so she's a good sport. And then uh, Nathan brings in Billy Smallings, an LAPD officer, and he tries to use him to set this kid straight.
0: Yes, Billy Smalling is pretty funny. Nathan basically is like, Billy, can you confirm that drawing penises on a poster is basically a segue to murder? And Billy's like, absolutely not. That's very stupid. <laughs> yeah, no, I love Billy. I thought that...
1: uh He had some great advice, and uh, Nathan goes on to tell Kyle that he needs to stop being like himself and start acting more like Nathan, and he really saw himself in the kid and really wants him to do better, and Billy is like, no, no, he doesn't need to grow up to be more like you. He
0: needs to be more like himself. I was like, damn, Billy, you tell him. Yeah, and Nathan does demand that Kyle show some respect and apologize to him, which Kyle makes a very half-hearted attempt at apology, which is he basically says... You know, sorry that I drew a penis on your poster, but I did enjoy it. Yeah, so Nathan does
1: not accept this first apology. And then his mom gets a little bit upset, I guess probably because there's the cop that walked in and there's all these videos. So Kyle kind of stands up and straightens up and gets Nathan to shake his hand. And he says, I apologize for
0: drawing wieners next to his face. And I thought that was a pretty good apology. I think that we should really think about this next time that we do something wrong. Like... We should all be apologizing for drawing wieners next to people's faces, metaphorically and literally. I'm trying to think of a metaphorical instance for this. Yes, and I did look up Teen Street just to see what comes up if you just, you know, type Teen Street into Google. So the first hit that I get is Teen Street from om.org. So it looks like it's some sort of Christian camp i guess very upsetting it did not become a real show kyle was a star it is a bummer because yeah definitely kyle would have been a star and i don't think that kyle is participating in this uh jesus camp or whatever this is yeah probably not if i if i were to just guess what kyle does
1: with his summers he was 19 at the time he's probably not going to christian
0: camps this this year no, probably not. But hopefully he's reformed his behaviors. Hopefully he has not segued into becoming a serial killer. Uh, yeah, that would, be a, that would be a podcast. That would be quite a heel turn.
1: Whoa. <laughs> Nathan calls um, Billy Smallings and is like, I told you this would happen. He knew. He predicted it. But again, I just want to put out there that we do not hope that this happens.
0: No, no, no. Simply, we are simply discussing that it could be a possibility, and if so, we would totally podcast about it. One hundred percent. Yeah, if Billy wants to come talk to us about uh, people drawing penises on posters becoming serial killers, I'm all ears to listen to that conversation. I wonder if there's anyone we could actually reach out to. I mean, James at SantaDop is obviously. So our third segment for this episode is all about a petting zoo. So this is the Oak Glen Petting Zoo, and we're first introduced to Terry Fox, which, as a Canadian, that name is very odd to hear on a TV show. Did you also feel that way? Yeah, definitely. I wrote down Terry Fox, and then I said,
1: oh, no, that can't be right. And then I went back to watch it a second time, because I thought for sure I heard the name wrong. But uh the owner of Oak Glen's petting zoo is in fact named Terry Fox. So she shares a famous name.
0: Yes. Anyone who is not from Canada, Terry Fox is a very famous Canadian who had cancer and basically was going to run across the country. So now that we have given you your heritage moment for today, we... <laughs> this, is not, this is not that Terry Fox. Not that Terry Fox. That Terry Fox has unfortunately passed to the alternate side. But this Terry Fox works at Oak Glen petting zoo and Nathan pitches to her this idea, which is he wants to create a hero pig by staging a viral video at her petting zoo. So his plan is basically that, that the petting zoo has a pig named Vince and a goat named Gangster, and they're going to set up these two animals in a manner that Nathan can film it, post it online, and this will attract lots of foreign visitors. This idea is unreal. Ten out of ten. Ten. This is so funny because so this was March two thousand thirteen, and I think like viral videos, we had seen some at this point in time. But I think kind of twenty thirteen is when viral videos really started taking off. Have you looked up how many views this video currently has? I'm gonna say probably like ten
1: million. Yeah, no, that's a, that's pretty much nailed it. It's ten and a half million. Wow, that's so wild. So. This idea is great, and Nathan correctly identifies that the reason a lot of people go to specific petting zoos, or zoos I guess in general, is because there's a star animal or a specific animal that they want to see. So playing off that idea, he wants to set Vince up to become the star hero pig that everyone will want to come to see.
0: Yeah, and this is kind of really ahead of its time, because I feel like nowadays we see lots of companies trying to create these like viral ad campaigns and this one is so funny because one it's a super small business right like this petting zoo is super local and two it was so successful do you want to
1: explain kind of the setup of how they were going to have vince the pig save gangster the goat
0: yeah so they kind of figured that okay The goat actually can't swim, they learn pretty fast, so they hire some scuba divers who are going to hold the goat underwater and kind of guide the goat out, and their plan is that they're going to use Vince the pig to actually fake save the goat. However, Vince immediately is terrified of the water, and we see a clip of Nathan trying to put Vince in the water, and he is not having it, so they have to hire a professional movie pig to come in and play Vince the hero pig. A pig of the stars. Yes. So, quickly they realize that not only do they need some scuba divers, but they're going to need animal handlers, and then Nathan also realizes that they're going to need Humane Society representatives, and it's a whole production. So, they have this setup where they've built, like, a plexiglass barrier underwater that the two animals Mm -hmm. are going to follow, and... Gangster the goat is being held up by the scuba divers. Vince the pig swims over and kind of pushes the goat up and out of the water, and they both run off together. I think it looks pretty good from what we're seeing, but Nathan kind of starts to realize, you know, there's a couple other things that I need to add to this video. Yeah, so he realizes that
1: he can't post the video because it would become obvious that it's fake if you googled his name. Um, So he decides he needs to have someone else be the one to post the video and maybe do a bit of a voiceover so that it looks like it's happening in real time. And he decides that James, our Santa Claus, would be the perfect candidate. So he brings James over, explains to him what's happening, and they do a few voiceover clips of James yelling, ah,
0: goat in the water, goat in the water. Yeah, James does a great job with his voiceover work. Sounds super believable. And Nathan also comes up with a great backstory that he then shares with Terry, which is basically that Terry always takes the animals out to this pond. She realized that she had to go inside and get something. And when she came back out, the goat was in the water and the pig had saved the goat, but she didn't actually see the rescue happen. Yeah, so they do this media training
1: and they prepare everything. And Nathan finally decides everything is done. We are going to post this video. However, before they post it, he realizes that there were so many people at this filming and in order for this to be successful, it needs to be believable. So he has everyone on the crew sign a non-disclosure agreement saying that they will get the death penalty if they share this secret to anyone.
0: Yes, so his lawyers tell him that the death penalty is not actually enforceable in this case. Yeah, but I guess everyone decided to sign it anyway. Yeah, would you um, sign something if you saw that the penalty was you would get the death penalty? Um, probably not. I don't know. It kind of if you kind of knew it wasn't
1: enforceable. There are some things like if you go to a chiropractor. This is the only example I have of this. Like if you go to a chiropractor or anything like that. Like you you do sign forms saying like if I die, it's not your fault. And I always read it and think, no, it would, it would definitely be your fault, but you won't treat me if I don't sign this. <laughs> and yet I sign it anyway. So who knows, maybe I actually would have signed
0: it. Yeah, that's tough, because you, you don't wanna say like, well, I'm definitely blaming you, but at the same time, like, you, you don't really have a choice. Yeah, you've
1: already done the work. Everyone else on the crew is signing. Um, I feel like there'd be a little bit of pressure, but anyway, they do the signings, uh, they leave. However, Nathan notices that Alex, one of the scuba divers who is also a stunt performer, is talking a lot at this shoot. He's bragging about different actors and actresses he's worked with. He's telling Nathan all sorts of stories from his uh, film work. And Nathan thinks, you know what? This guy would probably spill the beans because he talks so much.
0: Yes, so he had been working on the Along Came Polly movie, um, and he kind of talks about working with Ben and Jen, which was pretty funny. Yeah, apparently they'd had some nude swimming scenes together. I have not personally seen the movie Along Came Polly, have you? No, no, I haven't. This guy, Alex, who had been working on Along Came Polly, we do have a little bit of extra information from his imdb page and apparently he worked on the first episode of this show yeah so we're not sure what he did there but clearly uh this was a planned. (laughs) yeah he clearly i don't know what stunt we missed in yogurt shop pizzeria but he was there so who knows we'll have to go back and see if we can pick him out yeah maybe we can get him on the show that would be ideal (laughs) he's been in a lot of movies um been in hawaii 50 the tv show switched at birth and his most recent work is from the tv series la's finest in the episode titled the curse of the black pearl
1: very enticing maybe we should watch more things with him in it (gasps) he was on batman and robin he was the stunt double for george clooney that's like literally my favorite movie (laughs)
0: Yes, this has not come up yet, but Megan's favorite movie in the whole world is Batman and Robin. Okay, well, if we're going by my favorite movies from
1: when I was a kid, Digimon the movie was also up there. (laughs) But Batman and Robin is spectacular. That's a complete separate thing.
0: This says, okay, I need to double check something because this says he was born and then, okay, he is known. I was like, wait, is he dead? And I got very panicky for a moment. Alex Daniels is still with us. Just confirming. I just need to learn how to read. <laughs> I got so panicked. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to feel terrible. That would help. I, uh, You know what would
1: actually help the most? So he's actually doing uh, Rebel currently. He's in uh, pre-production for
0: 2021. But because of COVID, he might be very available. <laughs> we got to hunt him down. I clicked on. Um, there's a thing that's like you can like click on this to see their publicist info and that kind of thing. But unfortunately, I'm not an IMDb Pro member, um, and I don't really want to start a 30-day free trial. But it's kind of sketchy that IMDb, you can just, like, look at someone's contacts and representation. I guess, like, I'm you can't really find someone super famous, but it just seems weird. I feel like you would want people to
1: find you because everything is contract work. So you're constantly wanting to know your next job, and if someone's interested in you, you want them to be able to reach out to you.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. Mm -hmm. So Alex, the stunt performer, Nathan meets up with him because, yeah, he, as discussed, has kind of some loose lips. He talks a lot about movies he's worked on already, and Nathan is not into that. So he essentially meets up with him at a subway station and starts very weakly threatening him by kind of pushing him closer and closer towards the edge of the subway platform.
1: If Alex wasn't clearly stronger than Nathan, this would most definitely be threatening though.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, Nathan doesn't do a great job of playing it off. He's like, "Oh, you're tense. I'm just rubbing your shoulders." It's like vaguely homoerotic almost. I think you're seeing what you want to see. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're going to get to the hunk soon. Then we can really talk about what I want to see. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited.
1: So Nathan leads him over to, like, the edge of where the railway starts. And Alex correctly susses out that this is a threat. And he's like, bro, what are you trying to do? And kind of pushes Nathan back. And uh, Nathan says, you know, like, I really don't want you to tell anyone about this goat pig stunt we just did he said, all right, yeah, I'm not going to tell anyone. And he's like, good. And then just runs away, which is probably the correct choice for him.
0: And also like a classic Nathan kind of move. Yeah. Just like, okay, thank you. Don't tell anyone. I'm out. (laughs) So Nathan posts a video and 12 hours later, it's picked up by three specific media outlets that are talked about. So it's picked up by Gawker picked up by World, and it's picked up by a bodybuilding.com message board i really want to look up what's on the bodybuilding.com form right now like what do you think the top post on bodybuilding.com is right right this moment
1: well i really didn't expect a baby pig saving a goat to be on the bodybuilding form so it sounds like they go real off topic real quick
0: yeah i don't even know where you would like post this I guess maybe miscellaneous section, it must be. I'm reading this right now, and it says, the legendary bb.com miscellaneous section. Participate at your own risk. Some content, NSFW. You aware? Whoa. Are you prepared to dive in? I think I have to. We're. I'm already this far, right? <laughs> Protect your eyes. Dive forth. <laughs> if something really weird comes up, I'm just happy that it's going to be recorded for everyone to hear. I'm excited. Tell me what you see. Um, okay, so the top one is something that is kind of racist, so I'm not going to read it. Um, the next one is a picture containing every human ever dead or alive. Pick, so I will not be clicking on that either.
1: This is a really weird forum.
0: I don't think that <laughs> this forum will will have any cute viral videos of animals, unfortunately.
1: This was disappointing,
0: Um, but we're going (laughs) to
1: swiftly move on back to our wholesome Nathan for You content about Vince and Gangster.
0: Oh, wait. I have one more for you that I just want to read really fast. Um, Okay. It's a sad face, and it says, hard to believe we all going to die someday. Not wrong. Oh, wait. Okay. I have one more, actually. (laughs) It's technically January 10th. That means that 22 years ago today, the greatest of all time TV show debuted. What What TV show do you think it is? 22 years ago? Oh, gosh. I...
1: It looks like it is The Sopranos. Oh, okay, fair. I've never seen The Sopranos, but I understand that it is universally beloved.
0: Interesting. Interesting. The bodybuilding.com forum. I don't think I would recommend going to. Also, it seems like
1: a weird place to have online conversations. Like, I feel like Reddit is kind of the place for that.
0: Yeah, I think Reddit has kind of taken over from bodybuilding.com, maybe. (laughs) Bodybuilding.com did it first. They're outraged. (laughs) I mean, I was on Reddit really early when Reddit came out. Like, my Reddit account is over nine years old at this point. And, like, before that, I didn't have an account, and I would just go on. So I think Reddit and bodybuilding.com probably came out around the same time. So I only recently got a Reddit account
1: and the only reason I got it is because uh, for Kelly's bachelorette party, she wanted to go to a club in Austin where you needed um, a code to get in. So at the front door there's a keypad and you have to punch in the code to to get in and the code changes every month. So I posted on Reddit in an escape room like section asking if anyone knew the code and I, I did get responses so. Very successful uh, venture, but that's the only reason I made an account.
0: Yeah, and we did get into the bar. Yeah, it was super fun. Everyone who sent me the code was super nice. We love Austin, Austin, Texas. Mm -hmm. So within the 12 hours, it goes from having like 3,000 views and up to 400,000 views. And there's clips from a whole bunch of news outlets talking about this video And one of them in particular, which really makes me laugh, where someone's claiming you couldn't do this kind of thing at Warner Brothers. (laughs) I just love that this went viral. And then, you know, months later, the episode of Nathan for you comes out.
1: Yeah, every comment that I saw on the video right now is just about Nathan for you. It's like, oh, man, someone who got really good grades at business school must have come up with this. It's like, yes, yes, they did.
0: Yeah, and there's a couple other things that go viral from this show, and every time it just is so wonderful and so special. Mm-hmm. This is definitely one of my favorites, because it's actually a really good idea. And it's a super and cute the, video. And they pulled it off. Yeah, they pulled it off somehow. Yeah, and so Nathan meets up with Terry again and tells her, you know, we decided not to put the name of the petting zoo on the video. Which is so rough. I, I honestly have no idea why they didn't do it. Like, wasn't that the whole point? I usually don't feel, like, too, too bad for the business owners. Like, you know, you usually feel a little bit bad. I think Terry might be the business owner that I feel the worst for. Yeah, she was wronged. Like, she put aside time at the petting zoo.
1: She had them come in. They use uh, her animals. And then they decided, oh, never mind. I really don't understand why that's... Like, I don't see how that is the most entertaining outcome for the show.
0: I think it is because... Just, like, seeing how she reacts to it, and she takes it pretty well. She only pushes back a little, basically being like, well, the whole point was that you were trying to drive business to my petting zoo, and you didn't even do that because you're not putting the name of the petting zoo on the video. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, part of the fun of Nathan for you is I don't think that there's any businesses that actually end up having success from... His ideas, except for maybe the ghost realtor, who we'll talk about later. Oh my gosh, I'm so
1: excited! I think that there are more than you think, and as we kind of go back through it, maybe maybe we keep a tally or something. But as a compromise, Nathan makes Terry this hand-drawn sign with a picture he tapes on it of um, Vince the pig, and he puts it on the front, saying, "Come see Vince from this online video."
0: Yeah, and it literally just says, like, come see Vince from the video. It doesn't even have any other... There's no, like, screenshot of the video that they're talking about. It's just, like, from the internet. Plus, I guess immediately when this episode
1: gets posted, everyone knows what petting zoo it is, so it's fine.
0: Yes, and do you want to hear the update on the petting zoo? Yes. So. I'm assuming it's closed right now. (laughs) So, okay, here's the thing. They really need this publicity because I looked online and I could not find, like, the, go- the correct petting zoo. Oh, is there another one with the same name or? So I found a place that is, like, a farm where you can, like, pick apples and it says that they also have a petting zoo. And I was so confused. I'm like, is this the right place? So I have no clue if this place even actually exists or if it's still around or if maybe it closed down. But, yeah, it's very mysterious. I guess we'll never know. Yeah, I hope Terry's doing okay, though. They
1: they probably got pretty busy after the
0: show, maybe? Hopefully. Granted, like, I'm not a big petting zoo fan, so... I can't say I go to them. Animals are pretty disgusting. Um, (laughs) What? (laughs) Well, okay, I don't know how much this has come up. I feel like I say this often, but I used to be a public health inspector, Mm -hmm. and... When I was in school, like, we talked a lot about where you can get different gastrointestinal viruses and where you can pick them up. And a lot of it comes from petting zoos with, like, children.
1: Yeah, I feel like that wouldn't stop me personally from going to pet some animals. But I guess I kind of always grew up with lots of pets and am, like, the kind of person who would chase down a pet at a party and just kind of deal with it if they're a little gross. But...
0: Like, don't get me wrong. I love, like, little piggies and I love goats and all that, but petting zoos are just kinda I think kind of gross. <laughs> I think everywhere is gross <laughs> is probably one of the correct
1: answers as well.
0: Zoos are kind of gross, I guess. I think that's pretty much it for this episode. I don't know if there's anything else to really add. I think both of these little little ideas are pretty good ones. One mm-hmm. of them much more successful than the other. I feel
1: like both of them could have been really successful with a few small tweaks and that the ideas themselves were actually
0: very good. Totally, totally. Mm -hmm. And I think that the next episode, which is clothing store restaurant, are two very bad ideas, or at least one of them is a very bad idea. The second one is a medium bad idea with some very bad little additions on it. Do we have...
1: Uh, idea rankings this is a bad idea a medium bad idea
0: <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> a like high
1: bad idea it's like medium a large, rare bad idea. well done
0: bad <laughs> <laughs> these ideas i would say are good yeah i definitely think at the end of season one we can go back and rank each of the different little segments Oh, that would be fun to put
1: them in an order of best idea to worst idea.
0: Yeah. And we'll cut out like the middle one that is just kind of the random one off. We'll just go by the ones that are named in the episode. I think so far the yogurt shop idea has to be the worst one. I guess it depends on your definition of worst. Is it worst, like (laughs) least successful or worst? Both. I I think it is the least successful idea
1: and also just a bad idea. I think so far, the viral video was clearly ridiculously successful. And if they put the, the petting zoo name on it, I'm sure people would have gone for it.
0: Fair enough. I guess we could also rank it based on just like what's our favorite ideas.
1: That's true. That, that would be a different list.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what I was thinking? What was the, the PR guy's
1: name again that, that I don't like and you kind of like? Oh, let me, let me look at my notes really quick to find them. For a special episode, should we hire him to do some PR for
0: us? Ooh, Tyler Barnett PR. We could definitely look into getting him and see what his rates are like. If they're like kind of cheap, I would do it. (laughs) Oh, I would definitely do it. That'd be super funny. Yeah, we'll, we'll have him help us with the podcast. Yeah, is that what we would get him to help with? Or would we start something even different? Like, would we get him to PR something else in our lives? I don't know if there's anything else in my life I
1: need PR'd. Sorry, I wonder if he has uh, good feelings about the show.
0: I think he must, right? He comes back in another episode, doesn't he? I don't remember that, but I guess we'll see. They included him in the segment, which makes me think that he couldn't have been that negative on the show. Mm-hmm. Maybe
1: afterwards he was just like, dude, I sussed you out real fast, and they had a laugh about it
0: i think yeah like so nathan is obviously playing a character on the show and i think that he would appreciate people also giving him something like he is a producer obviously on nathan for you so i think he likes when other people are able to help him with the the producing of moments Mm -hmm.
1: well i think that's all we have for this
0: episode do you have anything else no, I don't think so. I'm excited. There's a couple of really strong episodes coming up in the next couple of weeks that we'll be recording. Do you want to hit the people with our socials? Yeah, you can follow us on socials, mostly Instagram, at NathanForUsPod. And we have a second
1: podcast where we talk about action movies. We do a lot of really funny older ones that um, might not have the best plots, but are very entertaining and that is called cool girls look at explosions and we are on Instagram as explosions pod.
0: Yeah, definitely check those out. It is always a good time talking weird action movies and this week we covered Triple X with Vin Diesel, which honestly was very fun to watch. Yeah, and
1: very fun to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> If you comment on any of our posts and have suggestions for future movie ideas, we're also very open to that. This is Kelly and Megan on your side.